Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. Fight with growing e equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm Ryan Treasure coming to you right here out of the VoiceAmerica.com studios in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where spring training is in full effect. It's been fantastic weather, super excited, uh, and we're going to continue down the path of our Phoenix First interview initiatives and talking to people right here in our own backyard right here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. And today we're going to talk about this company called Saraset. They help your brain help you. And today we're going to talk to Mr. Lee Gerdes. Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Well, I, I appreciate you making the trek down to the studio uh, uh, on a Friday afternoon, no less. So thank you. Yeah, beautiful weather to make it, though. So, you know, I'm, I'm on your website, right? And it says your, the brain is your central command center. When your brain is out of balance or stuck, you don't feel right. And it's impossible to function at your highest level. Tell us a little bit about that statement and why you decided to start uh, uh, Searset. Well, first of all, um, we forget that the brain drives everything. We think we do. And we're, we're so misguided. <laughs> it's, it's sad. <laughs> so when we find out that literally, for instance, when, when we get angry at another driver, that happens almost a minute before we actually experience it. And it happens in our brain first. <clears throat> so when we, when we, in fact, have a balanced brain, that doesn't happen nearly as likely. It's much more, much more mitigated. Right. And so I learned that the hard way, though. I, you know, some people have to learn things the hard way. <laughs> hey, sometimes the hard way is the way that you learn where you remember the longest, though. That, though uh, I did. And um, I was in San Francisco uh, working there and in 92, uh, was assaulted by four youth, one had a baseball bat. And after that assault, experienced... Uh, uh, persisting post-concussion or mild traumatic brain injury symptoms in an ongoing way plus post-traumatic stress. And so I could, I worked diligently for eight years to try to mitigate those symptoms for myself. Um, couldn't sleep, dizzy at times, headache, um, over-aroused, um, emotional response inappropriate for the activity that I was in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, all the, all the classical kinds of MTBI symptoms, uh, you lose your train of thought often. Um, so I knew that I had to do something, right? I mean... Um, yeah, that's a tough way to live. Yeah. I mean, definitely not, not conducive to a happy and prosperous life. No. And if you ask people that have it in an ongoing way, they'll, they'll tell you or they'll be on the front page when they went out in the parking lot of the NFL center and 
you know, ended their life by shooting themselves in the heart so they could donate their brain to. That person you're talking to is Dave Duerson. Uh, 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 he was on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Dave Duerson was a, a colleague of mine, a radio show host here on the Voice America Sports Channel. And I remember that day uh, very well when uh, I got a phone call from the NFL League office letting us know that he wouldn't be able to be uh, available for his show that day because he had just uh, uh, ended his own life and allowed uh, you know uh, his, his brain to be available for research purposes. It was a crazy, crazy day. I have firsthand experience with that particular case and, and, as, as you speak about it. I'm, I'm sorry. But, but I'm here to tell you that there's hope and we can change that. I, I'm here to tell you that perhaps CT is not what they think. I'm here to tell you that mild traumatic brain injury is not what they think. It's about the brain which moves itself to defend us, and it does so and keeps us alive when it does. For instance, when I was assaulted, right, baseball bat <clears throat> has a kind of energy against the skull that's not generally appropriate. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> not generally is probably taking it lightly. <laughs> and so, and so you, your brain moves to defend you. And it, it moves to keep you alive, and it's a, it's an amazing organ organ, you know, and 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 we celebrate that part of it. But what this part that we don't celebrate is that because it kept you alive, it it believes somehow that that pattern may be appropriate to keep you alive thereafter. In other words, it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, way we see that getting stuck is when with pain. For example, I work with a lot of military now. And, and, and those military are maybe people who've lost one, two, or three, or four even limbs. Mm. And so they have extreme phantom pain when they, when they have that. So what happens is the brain gets stuck. And when we help them then to listen to their own brain so the brain balances itself, it in fact becomes unstuck and that pain vanishes. So is that is that the uh, the the brain echo system yes. right? That's what you guys have developed. To, um, and I, I guess I, I'm not a a thought leader on this subject, but I guess are you reprogramming the brain uh, to 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 work in a in a, in a different manner after those? Can you kind of just explain that? Because I guess I'm not understanding how the you know uh, uh, is it a reprogramming? Is it a shift? Is it biological? Is it technological? Uh, maybe kind of explain that. It's it's um, it's good that you don't understand it because if you said you did, <laughs> I, I would be have to leave the interview room here <laughs> because I don't understand it really either. But here's what I knew: uh, my background was in math and physics uh, as well as theology and psychology when I was assaulted. However, what I found was that all the modalities that tried to help me were modalities from the outside in. In other words, they assumed they knew about what I needed, but yet most of me didn't even look at my brain. Right. You know, psychotherapy didn't look at it. Medicine didn't look at it. That's really. why they call it the practice of medicine and, and not the fact, I, right? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I hate to agree with you because I work with all kinds of docs right now, but the fact is, I assumed that I wasn't capable of doing anything with an infinite system, and that infinite system, as I saw it, was the brain itself. It's a near-infinite system. And so what I could do with it, though, is reflect it back to itself. I could show it where it was. Just like you or I would look in the mirror, and once once I looked in the mirror, then I can, and found out I have this, you know, 
thing in my ear or something. <laughs> so <laughs> like, it's kind of like like, like, a, like muscle memory for your brain. Effectively, you're, you're taking a look. The brain's taking a look at itself, and then from that view, it says, "Hey, I'm I'm not supposed to be over there. I'm not supposed to be over there." <laughs> well, then how how do you, how does it go back? Is it something that you know just physiologically the brain kind of manages itself in that capacity and says, "Oh, hey, now that I know that I'm not supposed to be here," then it starts the process of you know over time through rest and that type of thing to reestablish itself in the in the proper location. Precisely, it got they're unbalanced in its own right in its first place and now it gets with balanced a, with a little help from its not so cool friend the the bat or the well in this the, case the, yes you know the trauma whatever True. it was right but that trauma doesn't have to be a, a a trauma to the head it could be a trauma by losing a girlfriend or a boyfriend it could be a trauma by losing a loved one could be a trauma by going broke uh, and so this is what you what you mean kind of when you say that uh, the, the TBI and some of those things may not be as exactly what uh, the doctors think that it is um, because it could be onset by, you know, not necessarily physical trauma, but mental trauma as well. Exactly. And, and when you look at that and look at some of the symptoms, can't sleep is number one, right? Right. I mean, that doesn't have to be a physical trauma, but it is comorbid or it exists with just about every kind of problem that we have. So the brain itself does its own work if you allow it to do it. First of all, you have to respect it. Secondly, you have to understand that it's an infinite system and it's got to do its own work because we can't, we can't harness it. We can't intervene on it appropriately because we just don't understand enough. Yeah, and I guess, you know, when I, I read medical information and a lot of doctors and, and folks talk about how, you know, there's only a small percentage of the brain that the that like we we consciously are using that we know that is effectively being used. And so it would make, you know, just a whole bunch of sense logically that uh, there's a, there's some stuff that we don't understand. If we're if we're only using a small percentage of our brain, then what's the rest of it doing? So so <laughs> let me so let me ask. So you if you look in the mirror and see that thing on your ear, how long does it take you to remove it? You move it right away, right? Right. For the most part, when the brain sees itself, it will do that right away. Oh, so oh, that's that's amazing. So, you know, I, I get it with, you know, uh, uh, physical trauma. I, I understand what you guys are doing. But let's dive a little bit deeper into the emotional component because I think – Almost everybody I've known in my life at some point or another has gone through some kind of a, you know, emotional trauma where they've dealt with sleeplessness or, you know, tragedy or whatever the case may be. How, how, does, how does one know, okay, um, I can manage this on my own or I need to go uh, talk to Saraset? 54% of the population in the United States does not sleep well two weeks a month or more. 54%. I'm, I'm part of that 54%. Well, to come see me. And I know mine is stress-related, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> At least I know what it is. <laughs> I just work a lot. <laughs> but, but I could tell that, too. Uh, your, your audience might be able to tell it just by the rate of speech, the rate of your speech. Uh, your your people that are close to you can see you would, could tell it because your pupils are slightly dilated, indicating sympathetic dominance in your brain. And um, that sympathetic dominance means that, to some degree, we're in fight or flight. It's on the right side, by the way. The left side is the brake, and the right side is the gas, 
Okay, so when we stop at the stop sign, my friend. And so one, one and side of my brain is getting worked out a lot more than the other one, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you didn't know this was going to be a personal thing. No, right? no, but that's okay. Uh, so, so it's like stopping at a stop sign, right? You, your RPMs are at 6,000, and you have to really crank your foot on the brake to hold it. To hold it. Take your foot off. You're screeching out. I'm doing it. wheelies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wheelie guy. So, I do drive a motorcycle. <laughs> there you, well, there you go. But I don't have to say much more than that. So this whole process uh, with what you guys have created is it, it, it doesn't require like medications or anything that's unnatural. It's all, uh, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, homeopathic. It's all um, it, it's all basically self-administered. You come in the office, we place uh, sensors on your scalp. Those sensors indicate how all corresponding lobes of your brain are balanced, and then we get a chance to let you hear that brain um, and hear the dominant frequency kind of in the middle, which lets the brain see itself, and then it, it starts to change and change and change. And usually in two sessions, um, sometimes three, but packages are usually four sessions long, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. You know, um, the name of our radio show is called Finding Your Frequency, right? Um, and so yeah. literally that's what that's what your patients are doing. They're coming into their, to your office, you're, 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 you're putting the sensors onto their brain, you're effectively measuring the frequencies, and then you're then showing the brain those frequencies again so then it can find its proper frequency. <clears throat> and the way we show it to them is interesting because the client is in a really comfortable chair and we show it to them by correlating the frequency to a sound frequency and then playing that sound frequency back. Right, okay. So the client sits there with his or her eyes shut and then uh, often goes to sleep, most all of these goes to sleep. Which is a good thing. They get out of the way. And That's what would happen to me. Action. I would fall asleep for sure. Because yeah. if I stop, stop, stop for that long, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know why, yeah. right? So, um, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's all good in, in one way. But in the other way, once you hit 40 or 50, it's not so good at all. Um, that's indi indicative of the likelihood of Alzheimer's or dementia by hmm, anywhere from two to ten times more likely. Yeah, well, I'm going to be 40 here, here in about a year so. You got a year to come and see me then, man. <laughs> you guys have offices here in Phoenix? <laughs> we have in, uh, we have both in uh, Old Town Scottsdale, there's an, a Sarasat office, and in North Scottsdale, okay. there's another Sarasat office. You know, um, one thing that's really near and dear to me uh, you know, being in the Navy is just, you know, things that are helping out the veteran community. And, you know, I know a lot of veterans come out of the military or even are still currently in the military who deal with PTSD and TBI and a lot of these things. Um, let's talk about what you guys are doing uh, in that space. I know that, you know, your every your everyday average citizen can come and, you know, get help from Saraset. Um, how, how are you guys doing something unique to help with the, with the vets? First of all, we worked with uh, a medical school at Wake Forest uh, School of Medicine, and they worked with military there in clinical trials for post-traumatic stress. And those clinical trials were incredibly uh, statistically significant and successful. Um, post-traumatic stress can be a thing of the past, literally almost, in history, if we can get people to understand that the brain does it. 
and that what you have to do to help the brain is to help it relax itself so it resets itself. It's got to do its own work. Yeah. And so, and we've proven it. We've proven it with over 600 people through clinical trials at Wake Forest. So that's really exciting. Now we get to take it up a step, and I'm the principal investigator for a study that's happening at Fort Bragg um, and at um, Walter Reed Hospital with the United uh, States uh, Health Services. And that clinical trial has to do with mild traumatic brain injury and symptoms of post-traumatic stress. It's a randomized clinical trial. We're using a placebo with it. So uh, we, that should, the phase one of that should be done this fall. It's very exciting. Wow. So the brain truly is just the most amazing organ that, that we have. Everything you do think, say, and experience. Now, remember, everything. Everything. That you do think, say, and experience. I know. You hear so many people talk about, oh, I have this feeling in my heart. You know, and do, you, do you laugh and you go, well, yeah, you might feel it over here, but it's really <laughs> coming from the brain, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I do. But what I do is I'd say, and if you don't believe me, <laughs> Uh, the American Heart Association put out a press release for, on Wake Forest study, which proved that, in fact, the brain did drive the cardiovascular system and not the other way around. That blood pressure, mostly in the brain, heart arrhythmia, mostly in the brain. These are brain issues, not uh, cardiovascular issues. Are you guys able to help other stuff like that with the with the frequency um uh, uh, that you guys do? I, I mean, I know you said PTSD and, and, and those things, but what, what about some of those things? Like if you had a cardiovascular thing, it's originating from the brain. Is, is there uh, future uh, ideas of how this technology could help with other ailments? Do, do you think um, that people with high blood pressure are likely to sleep well? They probably don't sleep well. Uh-uh, not at all. So what, you, what about diabetes? You think they generally sleep well? I, I know that one firsthand. Not that I'm diabetic, but um, one of my very, very good friends is. And, yeah, I'm sure he has an issue sleeping as well. Yeah, I know. So you help a person to balance the brain, to re relax it so it balances itself effectively. And you will help their state of being physically, mentally, spiritually in the world. So it's almost like a, uh, a reset of so to speak to get you back to you know maybe where your brain was when you were a kid i didn't even give you that but it's perfect for me to say saraset is cerebrum ce and reset that's exactly what it is brain reset yeah i always think about you know uh, when we do interviews because as we interview you know thought leaders and entrepreneurs and authors and you know all of that a lot of them will always say you know you have to be able to figure out a way to get out of your own way and get your mind back to the creative state that it was when you were a kid where you were you know uh, and wanted to investigate everything and had a thirst and a quest for knowledge uh, and so I'm wondering how I'm wondering how this helps with people in that respect too. I mean, if your brain is kind of out of out of hock, then I, I you know I would think that if you're an artist or you know you're you know in the creative space, that you know realigning with that reset could probably really help help a person with writer's block. You know, I, I um, before I answer the question, if I may ask you one, what what caused you to bring that up? What what triggered that thought for you? 
uh, trigger thought about uh, the creativity. Yeah. Well, so everybody that we work with in in media, um, you know, has to have a create. There, everything that we do uh, that we create is of a creative nature, right? I'm creating content with you now, um, and so I've got to be able to think of questions, create content, uh, and so I, I just feel like, okay, well, if my brain is out of sync, then how much better could I be, or could our colleagues be, um, at the creative process if the brain was reset now thank you um you're exactly right the we've had painters that haven't painted for four or five years we've had um composers who haven't composed music for years and then get get back to it and do better than they ever have um probably some of our big clients actually major clients come from nashville tennessee they're generally in the country music business. They generally have a lot of pressure performance, and yeah. otherwise they generally have a lot of pressure. I'm going to see Garth Brooks tomorrow. Okay, then have Garth drop into Sarasota office. <laughs> uh, there, there are just a, a lot of ways that you're exactly right. And it does take a lot of energy to be creative, but the real creative energy doesn't happen because we make it happen. It happens because it happens from in side out right that's what the whole expression of creativity is right yeah it's definitely from the inside out it's not the opposite way that's for sure exactly Uh, so as i think about this i I go man this is probably really expensive this um to set your life in a path for its most optimum and best self can't be expensive no matter what it costs but the fact is um, we have a wellness package that has four office sessions where we do all corresponding lobes of the brain, plus it includes the, a home unit that you take home, and you can use with your family. Five clients can actually le- use it, and uh, that package is $1,900. Does uh, health insurance cover any of this? No, it doesn't. No. It, we're in the health and wellness uh, space and not, not the medical, you know, medical right. intervention space. I mean, a couple thousand bucks, though, and you get a take-home technology device. I mean, that's not really too outside of, you know, affordability, in my my opinion. No, three years down, or one year, usually one week down the road, you say, wow, that was the best (laughs) buck I ever spent. Well, Lee, I appreciate you coming in and talking with us about uh, about your product, Saraset, and, and how you guys are helping people. Um, so I would implore all of our listeners to go check out the website, saraset.com, C-E-R-E-S-E-T.com. Uh, you can go find out uh, a lot of information on there. There's a, a couple of cool graphs and charts and kind of shows you the process and uh, all of that different stuff on the website. Uh, Lee, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for, for allowing me to be here. You guys, your brain is the command center of your body, and Saraset helps it handle the load. So make sure you guys go check out the website uh, and find out more about how this uh, cutting-edge technology can help you be your more authentic self. Thanks for tuning in right here on Finding Your Frequency.